think actually we we should do this right right now and no matter what's happening we're podcasting we're doing something new theoretically speaking we should be live on ig on fitzay and we will be maybe doing this again if mm -hmm. it works and then we will be on like the infinite creative podcast a podcast from creators for creators aka this is now the intro <laughs> um yeah where we basically talk about like freelancing creativity mm -hmm. um all the stuff that is really important to us and this is just like how we um hang out so we're hanging out we're talking business and mm -hmm. yeah how do you describe our hanging out yeah, well, you I, I definitely, um, I talk about how, the, you know, we did this for years before we did the podcast where we would just yeah. go to a cafe, we would get our coffees and, you know, and we would, uh, you know, just talk about stuff, you know, so I think... Um uh, you know, I think we early on were like, you know, we should really record some of these things. Like, we actually yeah. some of these are cool topics. We would even have people in the cafe even kind of lean over and be like, "Wait, oh, what, what you doing? What are you and, talking about? Oh, so you're a web designer, and then oh, fits you're like a videographer, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it all started with conversations. This whole thing, like yeah. years ago, started conversations before the pandemic, and now <laughs> here we are, you know? Yeah, because like the pandemic kind of pushed us into like online meetings and everything. And yeah, personally, <laughs> I, I think like this is like the best thing. Like, if you're a freelancer, a creative, or in general it's really mm -hmm. hard to do this and work would has have that as work because this will lead mm -hmm. basically to like issues like how do I actually get my first clients how do I get more clients how do mm -hmm. I charge how do I do this and mm -hmm. because you're experienced freelancer like you're over 10 years in the business you made a yeah. good chunk of change and, and I basically it. learned a lot yeah. of you you know so I'm like mm -hmm. I basically I think like when we were at the coffee shop I actually met somebody got my first client where mm -hmm. I'm like oh let's try this what you said I'm like double the price I'm like oh and mm -hmm. got more work like that and i'm like that was like um a good experience because like mm -hmm. just knowledge can change everything yeah yeah when, when i met you i was um i was impressed that you were you know you were just going after it you were just like i don't know i'm just gonna go to meetups i don't even know if it relates to me but i'm gonna go out because that's how i'm gonna get into this this career you were pretty honest from the beginning that you're like yeah. i don't i don't know as much as most videographers but i'm gonna get out there i'm gonna meet people yeah and if you met up at like what was it like um a design thing where oh mm -hmm. it was like ux design and and mm -hmm. that's where we um, met. And yeah, can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah, 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 definitely. I definitely can. Um, so, you know, we... we we met, you know, at this meetup and, and it was funny just because, uh, you know, uh, Fitze was kind of, you know, a little bit not, you could tell that he, he didn't belong there really. Even, even Rachel kind of didn't quite belong there, you know, so Rachel has kind of this background in architecture. So she kind of could belong there in terms of the interaction design of, of architecture. Yeah. But, but, um, it was really funny because, you know, and you, you were very, I, I will say this, you didn't like slunk, slink into the back of the room or something. You were yeah. like, you're pretty, you're <laughs> I, was, I was out there. I'm just like, they had pizza, they had beer. Um, some of my other videography friends were there and i'm like oh i see you guys here so so apparently it's one of the things you should do like networking mm -hmm. in an area where you're not familiar but it's very like intimidating yeah. if you would say so because like it's yeah. like okay i'm going into a new field i have no idea what's going on yeah. but here i am i want to learn something i want to meet people mm -hmm. and everybody knows i know nothing well, yeah, you just don't know the the level of, of people in the room, right? You don't know when there's like great people and there's these talented people. And I remember that that meeting, especially I remember people were saying super smart stuff and asking <laughs> about super smart questions, like at a very high level, probably even higher than I even am now. And then Vince is just sitting here like, I don't think I'm in the right meeting. <laughs> yeah, because like the one thing that we both thought, like me and Rachel went there and I thought like, okay, we're going to the design meetup. Rachel mm -hmm. does design stuff, you know, and she does graphic design and stuff like that and I'm mm -hmm. like I'm I am inspired by good design mm -hmm. and I need to obviously if you do video you have to have an idea about um, yeah. graphics and what works together mm -hmm. what doesn't work so it's related you know but we did not know that is a UI um, or you, you, you how do you call it again? well yeah so we'll, we'll make the distinction yeah make it because like it's, it's, it's kind of tough because like I thought it's the right thing for me and it mm -hmm. wasn't because they were not really clear on that because it is a well yeah uh, yeah. what was funny about that meeting is it kind of you know most people in that room had had a few years in that field um, so uh, so yeah so to make that distinction you know uh, UI is user interface so you have user interface design so technically web design could be called user 
user interface design, but you know, it's it's thinking of things in terms of dashboards, buttons. How do you how do you uh, give the real estate on the page to give the right hierarchy of information, yeah. stuff like that? UX design is kind of um, the blueprint of that, right? What is the experience? So that's like wireframes, um, task flows. You know, the user does this, then this. If he says yes, it goes here. If he says no, it goes here. So so they're kind of two different fields. Now they kind of cross over. I think there's yeah. some UX people that do UI. There's some UI people that sometimes dip in the UX yeah. world. Um, you know, I think I've never really, I've dipped my toes in both fields, but I'll never say that I was ever great in either field. I never got to this yeah. place where I did that consistently. But, um, but yeah, so it was really funny because, because, yeah, you we know, thought it's about design and it wasn't about design. It was like about the layout. What is theoretically speaking design as well? And it was like how to make it intuitive. And, well, the, and it, it was like shooting completely. Oh, they were like ultra oh, it, niche. Oh, and versus it was like, it was, it was even higher than that though. We weren't even talking about UI or UX. It, yeah, it was yeah, almost I'm like, like it, it wasn't that sub category and i'm like why are they talking about that this is a design meetup and i'm like this is like really a niche niche content yeah thing. And just, i'm like it's just so high level it was actually quite insane i mean the lady that i sat next to i mean i remember she was talking about how she she had a she was a designer of like a 25 person team and she wanted to double the amount of team and stuff so so these yeah. people were like already way along in their career too so we were it wasn't like we were in a networking group with a bunch of people that just graduated from college it was like we were in this group of just like people that have already been in the field for 10 yeah. 20 30 years and it's like oh my lord you know what's funny though because like on that day um we talked to that exact same lady and she's like i think like she bought a house in seattle and whatever and she moved here or something like that mm -hmm. and she's like i think this is the next seattle and that's when we are like we're fresh to like st petersburg and i'm like yeah you yeah, just we, got we, your we, house we, i remember you yeah, yeah, just and, gotten it and i'm like no we we have not yet we were about to do it because we had that vision for st petersburg being like that big that mm -hmm. was before COVID, everything. I'm like, 10 minutes from the beach, 10 minutes from downtown. Um, if I want to have that, this is like, you know, you can't afford that somewhere. And basically, mm -hmm. she just confirmed my, like, um, bias, <laughs> basically. And it, it turned out to be right so far. So I'm like, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So no, I, um, but yeah, it's, it's funny. So yeah, those networking things are, are, are always great. I mean, so, but so to kind of get into kind of one of our, our big topics here, I know, um, is we want to talk about networking and how it kind of supercharges your career, right? Yeah. Um, and I think we've talked about this in past episodes. It's interesting is today I, I have a networking event, even at night, I'm a little bit nervous of. Um, oh, take me with you. I'm jealous. <laughs> I want to go with you. But I think it's like, what is it? Give it a shout out. Uh, yeah. So so I'm going to be going to the uh, St. Pete Chamber. Uh, they have a connect tonight. I think it has a name um, of some sort, um, three C's or something like that. But yeah, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be at a kind of a bar tonight and just yeah, go. It's only two hours. So that's yeah. one nice, nice thing about a lot of networking events that I do like because they make them short. So it's like yeah. if, if you feel like, God, I'm going to suffer through this. At least it's only two hours. It's not like six hours. It's not like yeah, long. Also, also, there's no real um, loss. Like you signed up for it. You have to stay the whole time. You're a free person. You can just go. Yeah, yeah. Like if you feel uncomfortable, like, just walk out the door. Yeah. Yeah. So some people pay for a movie. And I'm like, I gotta watch the whole movie. The, the movie sucks. I'm, I don't want to see it. Yeah. Like, just walk out. Like, you're a free person. You have to remember. You yeah. Can do whatever you want. You don't have to follow any rules. Obviously, mm -hmm. if you can take the consequences. But and I learned this last week. If you walk out of a movie, they'll actually return your money if you walk what? back up to the front with your ticket and say, "I don't like what this was movie." The movie? Um, <laughs> 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 I didn't do this. So this is one of my friends, but he actually walked out of the new spider-man movie he told oh. me he couldn't watch the whole new spider-man um he's a he's a he's a big comic book lover and he um he's oh, like that's a big statement then so he didn't like it i, I actually liked it but yeah, yeah. he, he did, he's like nope i couldn't even finish it. he's like yeah. i got i got like 15 minutes in and i was oh, like done grab the coffee my man oh, i never can have enough coffee mom oh yeah generous pour off screen but yeah, yeah. By the so, way, you know, also shout out to everyone on instagram if you are watching i really hope the stream is working um yeah you know it's it's uh, it's it's cool to be on fitze's ig he's he stays very active doing things yeah. um talking to lots of people I, i'm very fast paced in my in my head you know like i try a lot of things even if they're not perfect and i, I think mm -hmm. like sometimes volume is better than quality but sometimes that bites my butt, you know, and there's like, there's mm -hmm. a little bit of like a balance. And I think like for this podcast, if you're interested in this type of stuff, Sean is like the perfectionist. So his volume is very low and I'm pushing him to do something that he doesn't like. But mm -hmm. he also pushes me to do something that I don't like. It's like, oh, we got to do it Sean way a little bit, you know, we got to increase the quality. We got to do this. Mm -hmm. We got to do that. And I think like um, creativity is like, like a... A balance you know you gotta you gotta do the things you don't mm -hmm. like you gotta do the things that you like 
but you have to be somewhere in between. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's everything. I mean, uh, I think one of the, the worst things you can do as you get better at anything is you stop listening to people. And, you know, and especially when they tell you something that's uncomfortable. Um, you know, I think I, I see a lot of experienced people where they start to say a lot like, well, you know, I did this 10 years ago and oh, well, I've done this 100 times. And oh, I, you know, and they don't really listen to feedback and then they stop growing. Right. Yeah. And so I think, you know, so for you, you know, even a day, um, you know, we talked about this and we didn't really talk about this Instagram live. You just kind of said, we're doing it today. You yeah. Know? You were not prepared for that. I was like, where's Sean at? It's nine o'clock. I'm like, we had an appointment. You were running late and he's not knowing about any of this. And I'm like, okay, we've got to experiment because like mm -hmm. next time we go live on the Infinite Creative Podcast, you know, and I want to do like, mm -hmm. do it right, you know, but sometimes you have to experiment and that means like you have mm -hmm. to be willing to fail. And this is like failing in front of people. I don't know who's watching right now. I should actually check it out. <laughs> so, so theoretically speaking, you could be able to um, ask questions and stuff like that, and I should be able to see them. <laughs> Technically, we should be monitoring. But yeah, uh, theoretically technically. speaking. But yeah, you know, so, but to get to my point is I, I oh, you, you know, I, that, I actually, <laughs> because I, like, I, I'm live on the computer, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, but to get to my point is that like, uh, you know, I didn't say no, though. I didn't like come in and be like, no, 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 we're not doing it. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, what is the worst case scenario? I'm like um, embarrassing myself in front of my um, people. I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> I do that daily. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, um, yeah, but um, yeah, on that note, though, I want to give a quick shout out. Quick shout out for Sean Craig Creative. Um, you're mm -hmm. an artist and your art got featured. You're a web designer. You're mm -hmm. like a mentor of some sort because you're mentoring me, kind of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a mentor of one. But yeah, <laughs> no, I, of one. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, um, yeah, no, so yeah, yeah, Sean Craig Creative. So for anyone out there, they want to follow me. Um, Instagram's probably the best way to follow me right now. I am notoriously bad at social media, but I'm trying to get better. But um, yeah, in, uh, but yeah, go there. Um, I'm also going to be starting my art um, Instagram. I um, We can talk about that here in a second too i've yeah, had because some, you're doing good stuff but i've had some networking home runs like, yeah oh yeah yeah well yeah exactly i've i've had a terrible social media presence i i have no problem i yeah. you know to give people um some some kind of backstory of my my relationship with social media is when i was younger i actually was really quick to adopt to things like myspace um uh whatever blogger all of these all those like early platforms for social media i actually was pretty quick to to do yeah. but then facebook came out and i don't know what it was about it but i think by then i was burnt out I think I saw I already was seeing some bad effects of social media I was already having like I was seeing that there was real fights in real life over stupid stuff like remember when you had your top 10 on MySpace and that would actually start yeah. our top 8 and it would start fights oh, like nostalgia we're yeah. old apparently yeah we're really old for the kids out there MySpace was essentially what came before Facebook and, and Tom is still a really good guy he's actually like for one the of the kids out there Facebook is old <laughs> for the kids out there Facebook is also old there's a thing called Facebook actually oh god we're so old um, and before that we used AIM and we're not even going to get into that so so, um, but yeah, so, so, so yeah, so, so there I, there's a lot of negativity I, to I, social media. I was forced, I was forced to be in Facebook. So Facebook was out probably, what, when did it come out? Like 2004 or something? 2000, yeah, something, something yeah, really early. 2000, I'm not sure, but where, it doesn't but, really matter. It's, it's but, bad. But yeah, so I like, you know, I, I waited at least seven, eight years and I was forced to get into Facebook and I was forced to do these things. Instagram, it was like eight to nine years after it came out, I finally got on it. Yeah. So, I, so I, so at one point I just got behind on this and I, and I, I've realized, and I think we've talked about it in yeah. Even in our early conversations when like, you know, at the cafe and things years ago, we were even talking about like, I need to speed that up. I need to get better at that. And so the other night um, with my art, I was at this um, art art networking event and um, we were and, you know, we were there. I, you know, I'm not very good at the networking events in terms of like, you know, shoving my hand into people's faces and like getting into all the conversations. Yeah. I kind of like, you know, I kind of go back a little bit. So we we got our food and we just went and found a table that's <clears throat> kind of in the back. You know, there's only like one free table. So we're standing there and this old couple kind of walks up. Oh, hey, can we? stand here too with you we're like oh yeah yeah fine and then we get to talking and the lady is like one of the top art and i can't shout her out i forgot her name already and i feel so bad <laughs> the struggle is real but uh, i have her card and everything but anyway so so she walks up and she's like she's like oh yeah i'm an artist i, I have a gallery opening and everything i was like okay yeah can i see your work and her work is phenomenal like amazing yeah. huge oil paintings of like famous women in history and stuff and so I, so she has cool. so she has a really big art gallery opening and she's like oh do you do art as well i was like yeah yeah i am i, I came from colorado all that and in and, and 
and I guess I'll pause here and, and tell everyone at home, like my first piece of advice for networking is make sure to slip in things you do. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, I always talk about disc golfing. I always talk about painting. I talk about D and D. I, I talk about things because you'd be surprised what catches someone's attention. It, and then they're like, so important though, because like when you have to make that small talk, you know, and it can be really tough if you have people who are not matching you and then it's just awkward and you hang out with them. You have nothing to talk about. Mm -hmm. It's really weird. Um, the hobbies are not aligning on a networking event you kind of mm -hmm. you have to figure out do you want to drink a beer with you or do i don't for example you know yeah and it's just like oh so we have the same hobbies now we're vibing you know and yeah sometimes the networking is more important than actually the skill i know um videographers terrible with like their work but so amazing with networking they are booked mm -hmm. there they're getting all the time like clients and i'm like mm -hmm. how do you do this then i know people who are like so good but it's like it's a struggle for them i'm like how does that make any sense because like yeah there's a balance of like mm -hmm, quality absolutely. and like networking and it's mm -hmm. somewhere in the middle i i don't know but either way it works kind of it seems yeah yeah exactly and um but yeah so 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 we're talking there at this event and then um and i can't i and she's like oh let me see your work so i so another thing is have your stuff ready to go don't don't you don't be like oh let me look hold on have it ready so so yeah. in my in my photos on here i have a folder called paintings so i can click oh. that and then they can flip through the folder on the phone and there's no like weird pictures of like oh wait sorry that was <laughs> this nudes. on the beach yeah there's a couple nudes in there no <laughs> but like you know but they, we're not doing that you know it's just a folder with just the paintings and i hand that to her so she can flip through them and she's like oh my god this is amazing work yeah, you do how do you describe your art actually like i'm like you you mm -hmm. You don't post your art on your Sean Craig Creative yet. Not yet. And, and it was biting your butt. And now you're just like, God damn, I have to do it. And you kind of have to do it, you know? So it's kind of good doing mm -hmm. the thing. So, so yeah, so I'm kind of getting to that. That's kind of the the climax. So anyway, um, to kind of speed the story along, another even more famous artist walked by um, and, um, and he's called a uh, rude man, I think. And he's like, he's a very locally famous artist, I guess. He, yeah. he was, a, he was this, he was this gentleman just like all white and he's like, just looked amazing. And he has amazing art. He was showing me yeah. his art. And he's like, yeah, let me look. And he's like, and he like pauses like this is really good. And yeah. You could tell he was he'd be the guy that would tell me if it was crap. You you could just yeah. tell, you know, those people you're like Some people want to do that, you know, and then but, like, oh, it's actually really good. But then you could I, tell I he like paused. He was like this is actually really good. And and so they were both like, come to the opening. And so there's going to be an opening this Saturday. And they were like, we're going to get you in that gallery. We're going to we're going to introduce you to the gallery owner. Yeah. We want to get you in that gallery. So it's so, a good sign if it's going that way instead of like the other way around where you're like, can I be in the gallery? Here's my art. Look at this, you know, exactly. And it's, and it's like, oh, no, we, we need this. You know, yeah, they were sign. they it's were honestly like pushing me in a weird way because I, I wasn't. I, yeah, I was totally hands off. I was like, oh, thank you. I, and just saying thank you a million times. He's like, thank you so much. I mean, yeah. a lot. You guys are great artists. So to hear that from you just means a lot the humbleness and and then but i'll tell you one thing that i messed up and and to kind of bring Can the I story get your phone, though for um viewing in case we have any viewers I, I, having questions i don't go yeah. on go on my instagram i don't think it's like it's not on there i don't think I give it to me because it would pop up on the thing but um yeah, it's saying it's live, but okay. Huh? Maybe it is, but yeah, it, it would say live thing right there. It'd pop up, yeah. but um, so yeah. So anyway, so so to kind of bring this story to full circle is that you know I didn't have business cards with my art. I didn't have an art profile to send them, and that really kind of bugged them a lot. You could tell they were like the guy was like, "Wait, what? You don't have a social media presence? Yeah, you don't have a card that each had art cards they gave me." And I was like, "Well, I got these design cards. And I gave them the Sean Craig Creative card, and they were like." okay and they were like unhappy about it they were like all right i guess i'll take your web design yeah. business card and so for everyone out there i i would i would suggest like things like business cards things like that are are actually like really 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 cheap when you think about it because if you don't if you don't have them in the moment if you don't actually have business cards in the moment you miss something and you know i not saying that i missed something there but if they hadn't, if I hadn't had the art on my phone, if I hadn't had anything really prepared there, I, I, I don't think anything would have happened. So I think, so for me, it's, um, I would say, you know, be prepared on these things, you know, to, to kind of bring it full circle, the social media and me pushing it back for years has only done me harm. Um, now, I, a lot of people out there I know will probably agree with me in saying that social media can be very harmful because you could just look at it all day. You're just checking it. You're getting that dopamine release on likes and things like that. So you have to be very tactical. But, 
yeah, I would I would tell everyone out there if you're if you're pushing back on social media, stop. You got it. You got to try to dive into it. You got to listen to people like Fitz. You know, I've even you know even I was thinking about this. I want to make you maybe my social media manager for my paintings. I, I don't know about my design, but I think well, the paintings. I would post, believe me, that I would post. The thing is, just like um, I'm not worried about like you know experimenting and like as a if, if this is like a weird thing now because like people they are very insecure about a lot of things you know yeah and i'm just like you just have to test it you know and you have to see what works and like you know you have to wash it out that's at least how i see it i make a video and if it doesn't perform i post more videos you know the worst case scenario if i really really did something bad i will delete it but i need the data of the bad video to hey what does that actually work long term? Will it go viral after like six months? You know, mm-hmm. maybe it was a good thing. Maybe it was controversial, or maybe something worked, and I did yeah. not know it works because like we all have our biases, and like in the moment when you post and it's not performing, mm-hmm. you have no data. So it's like you have to be able to stand like let's say a post that you don't hundred percent agree with. You know, mm-hmm. managing something, but you have to trust the process, kind of you know, and experiment. And that's how I see it. You know, yeah, trust the process. I I love that. I mean, you you really do i mean um i think for me it's there's there's always been this anxiety of like being in the spotlight letting people take their shot you know um i think even doing this podcast i can sometimes get a little bit nervous of you know the days where we start to get negative comments and stuff but i i know because i tell my clients this that you know once you start to get hate online that means you're doing something right that means that the message is getting out um and so you know so for me it's like i'm always been resistant of that i think i've always been resistant to to that weirdness of social media but yeah i mean i'm i'm seeing people like like fitz kind of said a second ago that we that we have people that do uh, amazing work and nobody knows about them and we have people that do, do okay work and they're just killing it i mean i mean I, I can't tell you how many youtube videos and stuff i've i've had of of people that are in their 20s and they're doing okay work they're not doing bad work but then they're like you know saying like you know i made you know a hundred thousand dollars last year and you never know if you can believe this stuff i think some of it is not true when they say that but you know i think there is some truth to that of just like if you have the right connections and people want to put money in your pocket they're going to do that and so but yeah so i i don't know it's it's been good i've actually been supercharging my career with some networking here um and St. Pete, you know, going to both kind of business events, which scare me because I'm a web designer. So, so it's hard to go into a place where a lot of people are kind of at that high level, that high business level and to try to talk to them on that level. But so, but you know, and then it's, it's also nerve wracking to go to design and, and creative events because then yet again, you have the imposter syndrome. They're like, oh, well, everyone in here is better than me. Yeah. And so, but yeah, you've, you've got to push past that. You got to be okay with failure and, and also just realize that nobody's ever going to remember anyway. Like even if you have an awkward, let's say you go to an event, you spill wine all down your front or something. Yeah. No one's going to really remember that. Actually, it's sometimes also kind of good to fail because then people are like, oh, you remember this guy, you know, and then they talk about this guy and then you get actually actually like people maybe visiting your page and actually checking out why why did he fail and then oh actually i like him i'll give him a shot you know there's always a chance that mm-hmm. it will work but it, it's just good to try things and right now i failed you know like theoretically speaking the live stream is failing and i'm like okay i'm just checking you know i'm like oh so you know i could be like frustrated i could throw a fit you know and i'm just like huh this is interesting well it, it should have worked but it didn't but well breaking news the breaking Insta- news. instagram live did not work on our first try but that's okay because we're trying new things and yeah. but apparently it's getting recorded so it's still working so it's like exactly. vertical recording so it's not for nothing it's always good trying new things okay yeah okay all right (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i know so you know um so yeah so with that you know i would say for people out there networking will supercharge your career will there be awkward networking events yes will there be things that don't lead to anything yes um will there maybe things that you you maybe don't do well yes and you know so for me i feel the same anxiety i i feel a lot you know because i have that i have an event today and i'm like okay all right so how do you prepare for this event now so what is your to-do list beforehand well one thing that i i am always surprised at you know i'm a dork i'm an old print dork yeah. but you know having dork. having this thing having the business card holder is a is is a pretty cool thing because it's you have a lot of business cards in there right yeah. um and so so having your business cards and having them ready and not just having them in your wallet because when you put them in your wallet they get all effed up they get all yeah. like you know worn out on the edges and smashed in between your credit cards and then you're sitting there like trying to 
tear it out of your wallet. Or it's like, no, have a business card holder. It's like you can get one for five bucks on Amazon. You can get business cards from Vistaprint for 10 bucks. Yeah. Just get some business cards, even if they're crappy business cards. Get some business cards, especially on my on my side. I think like when I want to prepare for a networking event, I usually set goals that kinder. uh, So I have a goal for like, okay, if I'm in a good mood and everything is working well, then I do like um, the best outcome goal. And then I have the goal for like, oh, I'm not feeling the mood, but what should I do? And like, it's usually like talk to one or two people. Maybe if I'm in a really good mood, like um, hand out business cards and talk to more than three people, you know, or stuff mm-hmm. like that. And this, I think it's really good to have like goals and just like follow people. For example, I want to mm-hmm. follow like two people on Instagram. That's like a thing how I do. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, maybe I should text them directly afterwards. Sometimes you forget stuff, but having goals is important. And yeah, and for all of you out there who's struggling getting to the networking event, I would say that that should be the goal then. What, the second you register at the table and you walk in, you've already done well. Pat yourself yeah. on the back. A plus already. Everything A else is plus. now is now a cherry on top. So, so I know that sometimes it can stress people out when they have goals so that's that's what i would say then is if you're having a hard time even getting to the networking event that's the goal once you get there success yeah. you've walked in someone's seen your face you've done well you've proven to yourself you can do it yeah um I, so yeah that's good advice um on that note though what else is kicking in sean's world because like obviously we have to work on that portfolio and we have to actually send some followers over so if you're on youtube you should follow sean craig creative and obviously fit say because we're doing the stuff here um but yeah what's the goal yeah yeah so you know um so yes for everyone out there sean s-e-a-n craig c-r-a-i-g creative on uh, Instagram, um, desperately need followers. I got to desperately start to need to post more on there. But yeah, that's where people are going to start to find things like my paintings, things like that. Um, something that recently happened this last week, which was actually the same day as I went to that art event, which was yeah. really cool, um, is that uh, my art got hung up um, in Colorado, you know, did a complete restaurant takeover in Colorado Springs. So nice. so did a lot of shout outs of that at 503W. So if, you, so if you're in Colorado Springs for the next month, you can go there. You can see my art's taken over the entire, gal- the entire restaurant. Yeah. Um. So. So that's a really cool thing, especially it when I'm. Really I'm not cool. even think, in the state. You it's think really about cool. it. You know, like oh, they have an artist hanging there, and like maybe something gets sold. Um. Are they for auction? Are they? They are for sale. Yeah. So each. So they're all for sale. Um. You know, they're anywhere between two to twenty five hundred dollars. Uh. So two grand to twenty five hundred, and it's which a good price, which I think is a decent price. They're framed and everything, so they're nicely yeah. framed in these stainless steel black frames that I've done. These floating People frames. People also think like you know, two thousand dollars is a lot of money. It Mm -hmm. actually, for the amount of time that you spend and for the expenses and whatever, Mm -hmm. it's not a lot. You know, like how long does it take you to make an art piece? Um, well, you know, so that's a very interesting question. That's it's changed. I mean, the first one was a year and a half. A it year took. and a half. Now, now think about that. Year and a half, two thousand dollars. That ain't making any. You know. Yeah, that's not. That's that's me. So, that's me working for a dollar an hour or less. You know. <laughs> um, you know. But then, uh, you know, the newest one. You know, I've gotten it down to be a month. It two takes months. a whole month. Yeah, so, that's, that's a good amount. Yeah. So, so how would you describe though your art? Because like we, I think we did not go really into that. Yeah. You know, it, it, we've done quick shout outs on the podcast where I've maybe I pulled one off from from off the side. But, um, but yeah, they're kind of these geometric paintings. Um, I essentially, for anyone out there that knows about impressionism, so things like, uh, you know, think uh, Van Gogh, things like that, where you have these kind of impressionistic colors kind of creating something. It's that, but then geometric. So it's like, think of it as a mosaic where there's all of these types of lines that are cutting this. And then there's like these very cool, like kind of color combinations and mosaics of color. Gotcha. Um, so, so yeah, so, you know, I'm kind of figuring out like how to brand the thing right now. Um, but, you know, I, I think right now I'm in this space now of like, like, I need to catch up. I need yeah. to I need to start if an Instagram, that, a website. I need to get this stuff. I need to get yeah. prints made. We need to get things going. So, I need so on that fuel. note, like, let's say you're like that person, you know, because you're a perfectionist and you have to catch up. At that point, usually what I would recommend is like, you don't have the time to think because like your thinking is already like it's too late because if you do the whole branding aspect it usually takes months you know like you gotta come up with a strategy you gotta do all those things everything has to align you know if if your brand you can explain a little bit more about like if you do it the right way it takes a lot of time but if you if you have to catch up i recommend like just doing and get to a point where you have something to show and then yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, I think um, you're not wrong that some some processes even can take years, mm-hmm. but um, that's all very dependent on the stakeholders, right? So state, so the so when there, you have key stakeholders, you know, is it a board of directors? Is it like multiple um, 
you know, is it multiple people in a company? In this case, I'm the stakeholder. I'm the one guy. So that makes it really quick, actually. I can, and that's where I actually start to adopt the Fitze approach of like, just get it out there. Like, yeah. you know, make 10 logos, pick the best one, move on. Yeah. And that's probably what I'm going to end up doing for the, like the logo branding part, the, the kind of, you know, the web design is also still, is also going to probably be fairly easy for now. I have some really cool ideas of how to make the website really super cool. But yet again, I'm behind the mark. And that's, I've had to get to this point recently where I've had to start being honest with myself is when you're behind, you just got to get something out there. Like yeah. we're like, you can do the cool AAA, awesome, amazing version if you're ahead of the game. But if you're not and you're behind the game, yeah. you need to just get something I, I out there. I see that a lot. You know, like if, if people don't do social media at all and they they have that perfectionist, mind, uh, perfectionist mindset, they're mm -hmm. just like, oh, now I want to post something and I outsource it. And then they're, they're putting their rules and stipulations on the new creative. And it's like, now you're like, that's the reason why you're not posting. Right. It's like, right. All those rules, all those limitations, that's why you're not posting. You have to cut up and then you can increase the quality. Or if you're starting something new, then it makes sense to actually like, okay, step back. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you want to do? But it's it's really hard to tell what is like the limiting factor. But if established company trying to post, not posting, I think like the limitations are like the perfectionist or like the rules they put in place. Well, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's just understanding there's these two worlds. Yeah. Um, you know, because I, I definitely come from a place that I want to communicate to my clients and my prospects that I care about quality. And I think that's yeah. where that perfection comes in because, you know, one misspelling, one thing that's off, one frame that's off, and now you're not perfect. And now the client sees that and it's like, it's just like having a little spot of something on your shirt. You could have an amazing outfit, but you have this little mustard right here. I'm just going to focus on that mustard. Yeah. And so, so there is something to the perfectionism. But with that being said, kind of the more Fitze approach, which I'm just going to brand it the Fitze approach of like, use the whole buffalo right so if you if you if you you know to, to take it out of the video world put it in kind of my world is like we make a whole website um, we do a final review now out of nowhere the board doesn't like most of the website yeah. but we have a deadline tomorrow well then that's when we're like okay well how about this this one page you guys did like let's make this a landing page take everything else then we can launch this page it's that kind of mindset of like let's not let perfectionism stop everything I, also, I have a point there with like um it's called the so it's the first impression. You know, we all know the first impression is very important and is mm -hmm. very powerful. And your first impression will be never be perfect. And if you over perfect the first impression, you know, let's say the yeah. mustard stain, you you maybe are not aware that you have a mustard stain there, but you mm -hmm. nail the handshake, you nail the eye contact, you nail the presentation. People maybe don't even know because they're amazed by yeah. how you carry yourself, what you show them, and the whole environment. I see that by videos, for example. Like mm -hmm. if you present a video, you watch it the first time, you get your first impression. Mm -hmm. This is the most important feedback that you will get. Your first impression of the video is like, they did not notice, no eye contact, didn't notice didn't really matter because mm -hmm. the graphics carried it the environment carried it the the pacing carried it you will right. get away with a lot of things and in real life same thing but if you worry now about like certain things and you don't even do it yeah then it's like oh you know it doesn't really matter and yeah. after you watch it the second time you find more and you find more and that's how you see like in movies for example when they come up with like oh there's an error in the continuous error or there's like hey now he's wearing the watch on the other side of his hand or mm -hmm. stuff like that you know and mm -hmm. you would not notice on the first impression when you watch the movie and the only thing that really matters is the first impression that's what i think uh yeah you know i think it's both i don't i don't think it it's, is both. i don't think it's on all or nothing i think it's i it, think it's a little bit of both because there's yeah. two types of people out there right we we, we know the A type and the B type of people. We know the people that are more like, I don't care, man. I see the whole picture and we have people that are like very like that. So it just depends on like, you know, can you please both people? Possibly, but should you get mad if you don't? No, I yeah. mean, you're there's you're going to inevitably upset somebody with what you do. And so I think, um, yeah, so so yeah, so when you have a client that's doing that, when you have someone that's kind of outside of yourself that's doing that, that, that they're, they're struggling with that, where you're going back and forth, where you're like, either you're like, it needs to be perfect, but they're like, no, it doesn't need to be perfect. Or either you're like, like it doesn't need to be perfect and like it needs to be perfect it's 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 finding that middle ground because i think both are important yeah. like like in this podcast we always talk about that of like how like we both have kind of deferring views on things and it's about finding that venn diagram of yeah. things it is 
it is really so. important both matters it's like you know there's yeah. no right or wrong answer but I, I feel like usually the answer is somewhere in the middle you know and it's like you, you can get away with both you can be a perfectionist as long as you post you know you can be like um, volume based as long as you post and, mm -hmm. and yeah you just do the work yeah but it's like you mm -hmm. have to make it work for yourself and it's like not doing whatever your limiting belief is like, yeah is the issue usually but i'm like i like overcoming like the what is the pain point like what is like holding me back of actually posting what is like um holding me back of experimenting and uh -huh. stuff like that so i'm like trying to attack the fear and sometimes that pushes me into like a bad spot where yeah. I'm like I'm, I'm i'm attacking now experimenting with the life you know if mm -hmm. i would be worried if i would be perfectionist i'm like i wouldn't do it you know and it would maybe prevent me of posting again but if i see a fear that i have yeah i'm like let's attack it let's do it next time and force it yeah 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 and i think you know for me i've uh I've um, gone ahead and um, messed up a few times where like enough in my career now where it's like, and they've been big mess ups, yeah. you know, I think that's, it's weird. It's like the gift of like ultimate failures help you, they give you that, that strong, tough skin later. Right. Yeah. Like I've like, I, I think I've told this story before and I, I won't tell the whole thing again, but you know, I've, I've wasted 12 grand of, of my boss's money before I've, I've, I've messed things up. I've, I've, I've had events that were with like the uh, really important people and something was messed up on the thing at the event. I, I've had those errors. I've, I've done those. And, and, and once you've kind of failed a lot, yeah. when a failure happens, it's, it's, it's not so bad as it and still bad, but it's still, it's so, so what's nice about failure too, is it just, it gets you stronger at failing. So yeah. you're not, it doesn't, it doesn't affect you a lot. You don't have to take the whole day off when you fail. Yeah. There, there, there's a whole learning curve to everything. And I'm just like, it's very interesting. And I'm just like, I feel like the more you fail, the better you will get. And the goal is like, I think like Elon Musk said it. And it's like, you have to fail often. And the faster you can fail, the, the faster you figure it out. Yeah. Of. Well, so, so, so we've been talking about kind of what is, Fitze good at and what Sean needs to get better at but let's turn the tables Whoosh. let's turn the table flip the table <laughs> flip it flip, flip it, it. <laughs> um, so so what can what, what have you been working on in terms of doing the other side you're good at the running and gunning um, is there anything that you could be better at in terms of the perfectionism yeah of course of course obviously there's a lot and I'm like yeah I should have had my checklist in place and I should have prepared you know after a shoot for example mm -hmm. uh, I go out there I'm like what did I fuck up you know and usually it's like weird things like um trust for example i trusted a dj and i was like mm -hmm. oh i was at an event i'm like okay i'm hooking up to the dj mm -hmm. hooking up to the groom and people were not running the audio through the dj the dj did not even tell me that they are not running the, the speeches through the dj i'm like well i tried to communicate i did what i could but i'm like my issue was like i trusted them and i'm like should i have trusted them or should i have made sure because like i have to take total responsibility for whatever you know mm -hmm. obviously i could fix it in post but it's very painful fixing stuff in post you know if you do it yeah. right in the beginning you know yeah you, you can it saves you time pain mm -hmm. and a lot of money because at that time you could have done something else yeah yeah and, and i always have that same thing happen to me where you know when we have our kickoff meetings and stuff that's when we need to have our arguments like if me and the client have deferring views on what needs to happen it's a lot cheaper for us to have the conversation yeah. then than when i've already spent you know countless hours coding and everything and we get to the very end and like i told you i didn't like that and now yeah. here it is and you just spent 20 hours making it so so the the, the mistakes only get more expensive the longer you kind of put off these things right yeah yeah, and there's also that thing with gut feeling you know if you have bad gut feeling about like people and whatever like don't work with them you know like you know like the gut feeling is like a really weird one where like if it's neutral you, you still can figure it out you mm -hmm. know and the more you know them the better your gut feeling gets with them yeah but if it doesn't change from the negative to the positive you know it's like yeah you're wasting time right now because like your gut feeling is like um I know something is wrong. He's doing something that I don't like and it's leading to a lot of issues later on or mm -hmm. like backstepping or whatever it is. And I'm like, if mm -hmm. you ignore that, you pay the price. But it's like, sometimes it makes sense to go with that, but sometimes not, you know, it's a money thing and then there's a relationship thing, you know, and mm -hmm. overall a happiness thing. So there's like always multiple key factors determining what you should do and shouldn't do. But yeah. naturally, like your gut feeling is very strong and should be like followed.
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and there is a point here where you do just have to be honest and be like, you know, me and this client um, may not work well together. Yeah. And we're saying client, it could be other creatives, but you know, you just have to be like, yeah, I don't see this getting better. Now, now I'm not saying, you know, fire them immediately, but plan the exit strategy if that starts yeah. to happen, right? Start to be like, okay, well, I need to move my chips around and stuff if, if, if we are kind of clashing too much. Yeah. But also, like, it doesn't mean don't give it a chance because, like, sometimes it's just a communication error or not enough communication. Yeah. And I feel like communication and explanation is, like, one of the strongest things you can do. You know, if you explain your whole view, your client will understand you where you're coming from. Obviously, the client has to be willing to listen. You know, otherwise, mm-hmm. it's like, or partner or whatever it is, you know. But as long every side understands completely where the other person comes from, you will find the middle ground and you can walk that middle ground. Otherwise, mm-hmm. somebody's like, no, nah, I don't care what somebody else thinks. I'm just doing mm-hmm. my thing. What well, is an approach? But it's also like, well, that is an approach that you have to do by yourself. Right, right. And I and I kind of employ the um, kind of the brand strategy in a lot of things I do. So one of the top things in brand strategy and like the workshops is let's define the mission. Let's define the North Star. And the reason you do that is when we get lost in the sauce down the road, we can look at the North Star and you can use it to defend points. So like if the client is saying X, Y and Z, but it doesn't yeah. relate to the mission statement, you can be like, well, wait. We made this mission statement. That doesn't actually relate to the mission statement. So, yeah. so creating points of reference is such an important thing to do. You have to be like, at the beginning of this project, we talked about X, Y, and Z, and that would have this outcome. However, yeah. what you're saying won't have that outcome and does not do X, Y, and Z. And then when you talk like that, they're like, you know what? You're right. I, yeah. I'm thinking about this in a different way, but we had both come up with this mission statement together the scope together giving feedback let's talk let's talk about that because it's a really important thing like how do you communicate with a client hey by the way you know we all know the sandwich approach say something nice say the critique say something nice you know mm-hmm. um, is there another way of like how you would communicate like hey what you you have a really good point there but you're doing stupid shit how do you, how do you do that yeah you have a really good point but you're um yeah i mean it's it's tough. I mean, sometimes the you have to also realize that your 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 job is not to change their mind sometimes. Yeah. Your job is a little bit as the the person giving a service. So there is times I would be lying to you if, if I said that there isn't clients that say, "No, we're doing my bad idea." And I'll be like, "Okay. All right. You you are the leader of the project, so we are going to go forward." But um but you know, I think in terms of yeah, sandwiching feedback obviously is great, but I think also just realizing that people don't know what they don't know and you don't necessarily tell them that, but it's, it's just realizing that sometimes their, their aggression or sometimes their, their, their ability to, to contradict what you're saying isn't that they, they're on your level. So sometimes that helps because then you yeah. bring them to your level. Maybe they just don't understand the question. Maybe they don't yeah, understand so, so what he, you want. I mean, like they have sometimes points, like for example, I can na- name like an example, for example, <laughs> for example, example, nice. uh, basically, um, I had a client and he wanted to showcase his performance, how strong he is, you know, like I want to hold the set and, you know, show how long I can hold the set. Obviously, I'm like, that's bad for pacing. People want to have a shorter video. You know what I mean? And he's like, no, I, I wanted this length. I'm like, OK. Then he came later back with the feedback from his um, where he sent the video to and they are like giving him the same feedback as I did. But. I, I did a video on a budget and I, I couldn't do the video on a budget again. So I'm like, well, and he's like, he even acknowledged that I told him and I'm like, yeah, well, now we have the conundrum. I told you, you didn't listen. We did what you said because you're the guy paying mm-hmm. and now I'm like feeling guilty, but I'm like, there's nothing I can do because now I have yeah. a bigger project and I'm like, well, um, sometimes you, you, you can't help them. Um, you know what? What I would do in that in that that instance is I've, I I'll try to do what I can. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll discount. I'll, I'll definitely be like I'll have to charge you again. But this time I'll do a, maybe a little. If you already gave him a discount, I would maybe yeah. just say I'll give you the discounted rate again. But um, if you can't and if you don't have time, that's when you have to have the network. That's when you have to be like I can't do it, but I'm going to shoot you video, to these guys that can. I, I don't know how you relate to this, but video is very like um, we talked about it already. 
first impression. The first impression is like, whoa, this video amazes me. And I'm like, you know, flabbergasted. I'm like, oh, you know. And like, yeah. they watch it the second time, the wall factor is gone. They watch it the third time, they get bored and they want to click away. Mm -hmm. They watch it the fourth time, they are, they are forcing themselves to watch it. And then at that point, they're like, oh, this could have been different. That could have been different, you know. And right. by the fifth time, they don't want to watch it and it becomes painful. You cannot like, you know, like charge again for the same video, you know, and expect that they will be happy. So it's like a weird thing. So it's like, I don't know how that relates to you as like a web designer or a brand designer. After they saw the logo, the wall factor is gone. They're just like, I saw that. I'm like, huh, maybe, you know, they're building their fears and doubts and they're, you know, their the wall factor is just gone. It's like, it's becoming less valuable to them. Mm -hmm. And you have to fight more to justify what you did, kind of in a weird way. Does yeah, yeah. Well, yet again, it's it comes down to educating them the lessons that you already know as a creative. Um, so, for example, um, uh, in calligraphy, anyone knows that does hand hand lettering or calligraphy will know that when you do the same word over and over and over again a million times, by the time you write it, you're just like, it just looks wrong. I don't even think this is a word. I've stared at this so long that this doesn't even look anything like I want and I've just wasted all these hours. And then you go to sleep that night, wake up the next morning and you're like, wow, this actually looks beautiful. And I like hated it last night. So, yeah. but, but people don't necessarily know that they haven't done calligraphy they, yeah. they haven't done these things so you have to kind of educate that even the client you have yeah. to be so so to get to your point about web design it actually relates a lot and i've actually used my web design principles and all of my design in terms of change log now anyone that's done like a video game you know about change log when it updates and then it has a little thing here is our change log here's all the changes and updates we made to the game yeah and having that idea oh. so in websites that's it's the same exact thing you have version one version 1.1 version 1.2 oh now we're version 2.0 you know and so it, when you start to tell people that, that all these things are living things, right? They should yeah. never stay the same forever. Your brochure shouldn't be the same in 10 years. Your website shouldn't be the same in 10 years. So all these things will always evolve. So you're, you're going to hate them. I always tell clients, it's totally normal if in two or three years you hate the website we just made. That's totally normal because we want to always improve it. And, and things and technology is moving so fast that, that in three probably. years, your website does look a little old. Yeah. And so and that's okay. So, so it's like kind of building that in, right? So, so to kind of bring it in the video world, it's like, you know, oh, this video, you know, it's not as good as I want, but it's like, okay, well then let's take those things and let's start the next video, right? Because it always takes more time to repair that video than to just take all of that feedback and let's just bake it into the next video. Then let's just make that next video even better. Yeah, I think this is a very powerful um, move, but obviously the client needs to be educated because sometimes it's just like, like you said, they did not do the rinse and repeat, you know, like they, they run their business and their business is maybe different. Yeah. And they're just like, they're not aware of like, oh, the wow factor, for example, or like attention span or whatever. And there needs to be always communication. And I think like communication is probably one of the most important aspects where yeah. you should focus on. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I would add to that is that the longer something sits on the table, the worse it starts to look. And I've had that happen with uh, more projects than I want to admit, where we, we show it, we review it, and then there's something that holds up the process mm -hmm. and then it stays on the operation table for months. And then by then people hate it. And yeah. so, so the longer, so, so as a creative, you always want to be very quick. Once you've shown them a thing, um, I try to have the revision process be as fast as possible because if you let it draw out over months, something they, they're going to hate it. Yeah. And so it's just like any project, they're going to get tired of looking at it too. So it's like, so when I, when, if I send something and there's revisions, that's like week, week, boom. Okay. Are we good? Nope. Week. Are we good? Yeah. And it's like quick. It's like very quick design sprint mentality kind of revisions. And so I would suggest that with creatives, do not let something sit on the table too long because everyone in the room is going to start to hate it the longer it sits there. Yeah, I feel that. Like that's very powerful and real. And yeah. Um, yeah, on that note, what else is moving your creative mindset right now? Because like um, we did the Instagram live, it did fail. Um, I'm like kind of like, oh, I want to figure out why it didn't work. And I'm like, my my spider senses are like, oh, but we tried something new and I'm very stoked about it. And I'm like, we have no vertical recordings, what basically means we can just like post more reels and it will be way easier and I don't have to edit them. I basically just have to cut moments out of it and it will be fine. Yeah, well, no, yeah, so, you know, so, so yeah, what was your question? I guess my, what's happening in my world other yeah. than that stuff? Um, yeah, so just, just trying to work, finishing some projects, um, uh, you know, uh, yeah, just uh, doing some stuff, you know, been going to some co-working spaces still, just trying to just put in work. Um, yeah, other oh, than that. Okay, now I have, like, because I'm a data guy, so out of now 
going to how long are you in st peter already uh, i've been here two and a half weeks two and a half weeks how often did you went to a co-working space uh i've been to roughly so i went to one three different times and then i did one day at another one and then i did i want to say four or five days four or five days that's yeah. fine um did you have any human interaction in those five days that were like, oh, I, I catched an email or a follow or uh, something? Or was it more like, I'm just like there for working? I'm kind of there for working. I, I you know, I... Because I, like, that, that is where I'm coming from. Like, I'm yeah. trying to analyze if I go 10 times, do I meet 10 people? Kind of, you know what I mean? So this is like how I see it. Because like, yeah. it was nice working with you when you were by me. Because like, obviously, I'm like, okay, now I'm like actually doing the work I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Um, obviously, a little bit less effective, but I'm doing the work, you know, because you get distracted. But it's nice working. Um, on the other hand, I'm just like, yeah, I should do like maybe going out and do the networking thing. But mm -hmm. do you want to do that? Or I, I don't know because I feel like I get well. Distracted. It's a it's a balance, right? I mean, it's like I'm in a phase right now where I, I do need new stuff, new clients. But um, I also have stuff on the plate I gotta finish. Yeah. So so it's kind of that, you know. I think um, you have to think of things that like maybe there's a week that's like your networking week, mm -hmm. but then you have a week that's your work week. But you do have to adjust it. There is because you have to get the work done that you already have, but you also can't sink time into it too. So yeah. I think that's something too. And I don't think we've talked about this enough. And I'd love to show an app at one point that i use because it's free and it's amazing um but you know time track yourself too um and it's not for the client all the time sometimes it's for you um so at the end of the yeah, month you're like how much time did i actually sink in this project where i could have been networking i could have gone out for an hour but instead of saying no i gotta get this project done and, and it didn't, didn't do, do anything, anything. Yeah. you're like you're still behind the next day so did it really matter that you just missed that or did you hide behind the project because i'm i'm guilty of that where i'm like i'm too busy to network so i, I can't I feel, go out i feel that so badly because like one of my things is like okay i had a day where i worked hard you know and then i'm like okay mm -hmm. next morning i enjoy myself a little bit watch a little bit youtube you know move on clean and then work again mm -hmm. in the afternoon and it evolves into like a weird mash you know where i'm like did i do anything and then uh, didn't i do nothing mm -hmm. and i'm like what did i actually factually got done and i'm like not a lot and then i'm asking myself what have i done i'm like can't pinpoint it you know it's yeah. really hard like being organized and having like a tracker you know and there's tools that you can use that usually cost money and it's like it's a weird thing and it's a privacy thing too like there's like browser plugins where they track what window you have open and stuff like that uh, yeah and it's just like it's a weird thing yeah i use i use one um yeah, I won't pull it up now, but we'll talk about it. You know, it's a free, it's a free one. It doesn't have a lot of the bells and whistles, but it's really nice to every month. I have a, I have it in my calendar to to, to check it, take screenshots of it, and then just like uh, put in a Google sheet really quickly. Like, um, it takes about thirty minutes to do all this to to then track the projects. Okay, so you you quoted them X amount of hours. How much did it actually take? Yeah. And it's because it's really funny. You'd be surprised. Do that on the next couple projects you do, and you'll see the difference. You're like, okay, so I had quoted this to be a 10 hour project but i actually spent 22 hours and it's yeah. like that's where you're you're messing up and you know and maybe you could be faster but i also think there's this level i i definitely agree and i'm sure you agree with this that that you get really three hours of real work maybe four every day yeah. and, and recognizing that that when your brain starts to slow down your eyes glaze over you're misclicking stuff you're like what am i doing what was i doing where was that file and you start to say these things you start to mess things up step away man you're not you're you're, you're barely moving now you're moving at half speed now is when you need to go outside take a walk do some fun activity go to a networking event break out of the the lane because out there the is shell. there is a point where you're actually you're slowing down and now yeah. you're wasting time gotcha gotcha well strongly agree with this and also i, I kind of think like we did our hour and it's like we should end on a high note because like okay uh, we're a little bit past the high note but <laughs> oh another high note so uh, what kind of high note do you want uh, uh, well, you should um, check out the podcast and follow us on social media and buy all those mugs because he has the best mug. Yeah, life. I guess this is a good high note. Thank you to everyone who's been buying a mug. Thank you to everyone who's been following. I think we're starting to see the love ramp up and we definitely feel it. So for yeah. everyone out there that's been... Did you know that we got 10K on um, YouTube? Yeah, we had 10,000 views, right? Um, like total, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're hitting milestones and for some there may be small milestones, but...
but they're great. I mean, we love it. So, so I just want to say to everyone, thank you. If you're not following the podcast, follow it, rate it, star it, do whatever, leave us comments. No promism. I'm tired of seeing that comment. So, uh, yeah. yeah, enough of that comment, guys. We're not going to do it. We don't have the time. We're not even promoting our own stuff. Why are we going to promote your stuff? So well, we should promote our people. So if you're like a person who has something to sell, uh, we can blend in graphics, sell your stuff if it's aligning with our mission. Obviously, our mission is freelance and creativity. So keep that in mind. But as long as it's aligning, we are more than willing to take all the money. Yeah, but uh, reach out like a professional would. Don't uh, just leave a comment saying promism. I was like, no, we're not doing that. But leave comments. Talk to us more. Engage with us. Send us email. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, let us know. We're going to have some guests coming up um, probably within maybe a next episode or two. Um, But yeah, thanks for everyone and stay creative. Woo! Have a good one.